There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands Believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you only look, then you will see On WCN-TV Hi, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today on this edition of Wisconsin Christian News. I am your co-host, Pastor Mike Spaulding, sitting in for, for Rob today. I'm thankful, grateful for our brother and friend of this ministry, certainly Usama Dakdak, who has agreed to join me today to talk about Islam, to talk about what's going on in Afghanistan. Usama, are you with us, brother? Hello, my dear brother. It's always good to be with you and all your wonderful audience. Thank well, you. Thank you so much, brother, for taking the time to join us today. One of the things that occurred to me when we were setting up this uh, conversation for today is that there is a, a plethora of news sources out there, but in the day in which we live, it's very difficult knowing who to trust, what source to believe. And I think that you, my brother, are one of the sources that we can trust, one of the sources that we can believe, and especially in this area, what is going on in the Middle East? What is happening, especially in the nation of Afghanistan? It seems that the, the press, the mainstream media in, in America is beginning to bury the story. They're beginning to move on to other things. And it's, and it's not that they don't lack other things to cover, but I don't think they want what happened in Afghanistan, the atrocities that were committed. They don't want that to see the light of day anymore. So I'm wondering, brother, if you could shed some light from your sources and your understanding and your experience, what exactly is going on in the Middle East? What are we to do as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ in response? Amen. Amen. Well, uh, first of all, let me uh, back up to 20 years ago. It was September 11, just a few days ago, and America was attacked. And we know for sure that it was Osama bin Laden uh, with Al-Qaeda. Well, we thought at the time, Mr. George W. Bush, who, by the way, did not tell the American people the truth about Islam. And I wish uh, I am with you with you in your studio so I can play some videos. And uh, But we may do this in the future. So Mr. Bush lied to the American people four days after September 11th, and he told us that Islam is a loving and a peaceful religion. And if somebody does not believe me saying that, we got the videos, we'll play it in the future. But he also told the American people that we're not in war with Islam, but we're in war with the Al-Qaeda, extremists, the jihadi, the fundamental, the radical, which is all, all wonderful words. There's nothing wrong about being extreme or being love uh, or, uh, or being radical, because if we know what these words actually says in the dictionary, you found that nothing wrong. But he put that twist in it to make it in a negative tone. So it's not the Muslim, but it is the radical Muslim. It has nothing to do with Islam, because Islam is a loving, peaceful religion. And those who, who do evil work in the name of Allah, blaspheme the name of Allah, I'm quoting word for word what Mr. George W. Bush said in the first State of the Union address after September 11, which is like three months or so. Now, we went to war because he said we are in war with Al-Qaeda. I'm sorry, we're not in war with Al-Qaeda. 
were in war with Islam because Islam, as we read the word of Allah, the Quran, we see 79 verses. Can you imagine with me? 79 verses where Allah in the Quran said, engage in war with the Americans, engage in war with the infidels of America, and, and find them and kill them anywhere you find them in the world. Anyway, so we went to war to get rid of Osama bin Laden. Where is Osama bin Laden? He is in Afghanistan. No, he was not in Afghanistan. And the war continued for six long years, actually more than that, when we found out that actually Osama bin Laden is hiding in Pakistan. And we found out where he is actually located. So after all these years of war, we continue to stay in Afghanistan. Why? Because we saw it, like we did in our war in Iraq, to bring democracy and to bring freedom. But even when we found out that Osama bin Laden was in Pakistan, Mr. George W. Bush and Barack Hussein Obama, who came after him, did not have any war in Pakistan. Why? Because Pakistan is our allies. I'm sorry, they're not our allies. They are a country with nuclear bomb and we're being given them three and a half or so billion dollars every year. We're actually running the country of Pakistan. People in Pakistan do not work. They do not have income from taxation there. All their need is met by the United States of America, our tax money. But even though we know that Bin Laden is there, we did not harm them, we did not uh, did any, uh, any discipline of what they have done to us for all these years, but we continue in Iraq and Afghanistan to bring democracy. Of course, as I said, there is no democracy. There will never be democracy because Islam and democracy do not mix together. So we want to get rid of Taliban who is occupying Afghanistan. Taliban is a Pakistani Muslim jihad organization, and they're now in Afghanistan. And we went in war, and we literally lost two plus almost trillion in, Af in, Af in uh, Afghanistan alone. We lost more than that in Iraq, but that's a different war, of course. And we lost almost 2,000 American soldiers. They shared the battle, including the last 13 who died just a few weeks ago. And all this for what? To get rid of bin Laden? Or to bring democracy to the country of Afghanistan? Since when Muslim practice democracy? There are 57 Muslim countries in the world. Not one of them ever practiced democracy even one day, including the best of the Muslim countries in the world, my home country, Egypt. We don't have democracy in Egypt. We are practicing Islam. Where Sharia sometimes take a big portion of the, of the constitution or half of but in any way or form, there is no democracy in any Muslim country. So that is why we went to Afghanistan. How did we end that war a few weeks ago when that O'Biden take our soldiers out of Afghanistan, leaving our American people behind the, uh, under the mercy of Taliban? That man is, is, is when people say, he's getting old. No, he's not getting old. He's stupid. No, he's not stupid. He's doing that on purpose because the only reason why we stayed for 20 years is to get rid of Taliban. He left Afghanistan and left Taliban in greater positions than they can ever dream having weapon worth $90 billion. This man doing that on purpose. Same thing, by the way, happened to Barack Hussein Obama in Iraq. When the uh, Bush, George W. Bush people, the military and our intelligence told them, do not leave Iraq. If you leave Iraq, you're going to create an empty space there, and which means that God will come stronger. He did anyway, and when he left, guess what he did? Same thing. He left all the weapons which were left for Afghanistan. I don't know how many billions. We will never find out because obviously he was the first black American president. He can get away with any crime he will commit. Nobody talked about Iraq and the weapons Mr. Barack Hussein Obama left in Iraq, and because of Obama emptied, empty, get more prison, and because Obama left the weapons, all the weapons we have in Iraq for Al-Qaeda, he created, he burst the jihad organization of Daesh, which we call in, Arab, in English ISIS. He called it ISIL, but it is ISIS. It is the Islamic State. So it is a problem, brother. Our American people, as you said in your introduction, do not know too much about what's going on there. We don't even know what Islam is. Because if we know Islam, we find that there will not be democracy. We should not 
go to war anyway. We're in war with ideology. We're in, in a spiritual warfare with Muslim believers who are radicals, extremists, fundamentals, because they're practicing and they're fulfilling their duty before Allah, even including sacrifices their life. This war cannot be won with bullets or bombs or airplanes. It's a spiritual warfare. It can be won when we educate the Muslims about Islam so they can have the other option to be free. They are victim number one of Islam. Sadly, the rest of the world is victim number two. And now who are sponsoring the Muslim jihadi of Taliban. Believe it or not, the top leaders of Taliban, these are people we want in so badly. We offer five and 10 and 20 million for their head. And now we're going to support them. We're going to give them the money they need to continue to run the country of Afghanistan. It is very shameful. It is very sick because, first of all, the politicians and the media lie to us or they're so stupid they don't know anything about Islam and were duped under the Democrats and even Bush before Obama and Obiden. Yes, amen, Osama. So, so true. And one of the things that concerns me the most, I, I uh, check in regularly on uh, uh, media ministries, uh, Voice of the Martyrs, for example, Open Doors International is another that that does their best to report accurate information about what is happening to Christians in the Middle East. And just recently, as a result of uh, Biden's complete disaster uh, mm -hmm. withdrawal, Afghanistan is now the number two, number two nation in the world behind only North Korea for persecution of Christians. And when I say persecution, brother, you you understand what I mean. I'm talking about martyrdom in in most instances, martyrdom. So so the situation in Afghanistan is is very dire for our brothers and sisters. Could you speak to that? Sure. Well, it is another fact, not just in Afghanistan, but all over the Muslim world where we have Christian persecuted. My home country, Egypt, is the country of Sudan, in the country of Ethiopia, in the country of Somalia, in the country of Nigeria. I mean, and literally, I can name every Muslim country in the 57 Muslim countries. Christians are persecuted. But what Mr. Obama did in his eight years, and before that, even Bush, after September 11th, for seven years, were bringing Muslim refugees to America. And I always ask people this question. Why we bring Muslim refugee jihadi to America we're not bringing Christian refugees from the same country. Why we bring Muslim Somali to the country of Minnesota, the state of Minnesota, which is now going to be a Muslim country. As a matter of fact, I was there just in St. Cloud, what, two weeks ago, doing evangelism ministry in the streets. And I found that 25% of the population of South uh, of uh, St. Cloud are Muslims from Somalia. I was shocked when I walked in the street because the number of Muslims, when you get to the field and you know it, why are we bringing Muslim refugees from Somalia, but we're not bringing any Christian refugees from Somalia? And so to go to Afghanistan now, why are we bringing hundreds of thousands of <clears throat> Afghani to America? All because the, we made them a promise. Excuse me, what? We made them a promise. You work for us, so we bring 120 or, or a million. Or actually, it's going to be roughly around 2 million by the time we finish. Muslim, because they translate for us. Excuse me. Let's be logic here. Those workers who translate for us, they make each hour work for us more than they can ever make all day long. If they ever have a job in Afghanistan. So they're not working for us for free. They're not volunteer like our American soldiers are willing to go there to die to free them. No, they are working for us making good money. That's not a good reason for why to offer them to come to America. Well, we're doing this to protect them because if they stay there, we're, they're going to die. What about the Christian Afghanistan, like you said? I mean, the Christian Afghanistan have been persecuted from day one. And they will continue to persecute them. We got Christian were killed the last four or five weeks. And I promise you, they will continue to do that until they kill the last Christian. Because that is Islam. Once again, we'll go back. Why Muslims hate Christians? Why Muslims hate Jews? Maybe we ask the question, why Ilhan Omar, the Muslim refugee out of the country of Somalia, whom we brought her to America, and we made a decent woman out of her while there she was a property for some Muslim men to use and abuse, as she had been used and abused as a Muslim lady. We made her a decent woman, and she's doing what in America? 
<laughs> the opposite of what we thought of her to do. She hates the Jews and she hates the Christians. They hate America. And words speak, her words, her own words speak louder than anybody can say. That's the reality. Why Muslims hate us? Why Muslims are persecuting the Christian in Afghanistan and in the rest of the Muslim world? It's very simple. Because since they were born, you know, we teach our children, you kneel by the bed, close your eyes, fold your hand, and they say, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Bless Papa, bless Mama, bless Grandma, bless Grandpa. Thank you. If I ever wake up tomorrow, maybe I wake up to be in your care and good dreams. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We teach this to our children. Guess what they teach the Muslim children at the age of four and five? They teach them chapter one in the Quran. American people did not even read the first six verses in the Quran, which is chapter one. As in verse five, they pray to Allah, guide us to the straight way. What is the straight way? Islam. How do we know that? Muslim scholars told us that. The straight way of those whom you have graced, the Muslim, not the one whom your wrath or your anger is against, these are the Jews, nor the lost ones, these are the Christians. So baby grew up in Islam, know that Allah hates the Jews and Allah's wrath is against the Jews. And then he also believed that every Christian is a lost. And the word Darlene, the lost ones, in the Arabic language, it is the, the, it is the people who will spend the eternity in hell, for every doll will be in hell. So in simple words, Christians and Jews were gonna die in hell forever because Allah hates them and the wrath of Allah is against them. How can I be a Muslim man or a woman who do not hate the Jews and the Christians? By the way, they repeat these words in their daily prayers as they pray five times every day. They repeat the same words, Quran chapter one, 17 times. Can you imagine live all your life knowing in your prayers that the wrath of Allah, the anger of Allah, of Allah is against the Jews and every Christian man and woman are lost and they will burn in hell forever. That is the reason why they hate us. That's the reason why we have persecution of Christians in the Muslim world. That's why we will have persecution for the Christian in America. If it's not because of the liberals who are bringing the Muslims to America, it's going to be because the Muslims who are living, growing in America beyond imagination, and soon they will have the upper hand. I can talk a little bit about upper hand in a minute here to show you what the Quran teaches Muslims to do when they are weak in the land, and then when they have the upper hand strong in the land. What you see, brother, Christian persecution, in Afghanistan, in the Muslim world, it will be here in America, your church and my church. Yes, well, and that's another reason, Usama, why you and and the Straight Way of Grace Ministry and others who who are leading ministries to Muslims is so so important. You raised a good a good point, and I'll I'll just uh, elaborate a little bit and then allow you to comment. Right now in America, the cultural situation the 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 condition uh, of our society is that our government our universities our media have all aligned themselves together with a common message that that islam is as you said uh, uh attributing to george w bush islam is love islam is peace islam is this and islam is that and we need to embrace that and incorporate that. And that's what America is all about. And that, that is simply not true. Islam is not the things that our government says that it is. Islam is not the things that our universities are pressing into students and that our media is trying to portray. That is simply not the case. So how do we combat that, brother? How, how do we sure. combat that? I sure. Well, in the scripture, if you go to my website, you see this uh, uh, opening verse, the straightway.org, the straightway.org open verse, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4.6 is my favorite verse in the Bible, because that is how America will be destroyed inside this country from within, because liberals of America, and sadly now when we come to the topic of Islam, most Americans have no clue what I'm talking about. So. Uh, when I talk in churches, they tell you, Yusama, you cannot plump, lump all the Muslims together. You cannot paint Islam with a big white brush. They're good Muslims and they're bad Muslims. They're radical Muslims who are the extremists and they're wonderful, fun, uh, moderator, loving, peaceful Muslims. And I said, why do you say that? Well, because they say so. Who? The Muslims. Oh, because they do so. Who? 
the Muslims. Now, in the word of Allah in the Quran, we know this uh, some technique is called taqiyya. Taqiyya is to protect yourself, to guard yourself. And Muslims in the West are doing that very well, and they'll continue to do it because if they're doing that, you see plenty of Americans willing to go all the way out of their hands to bring Muslim refugees to America. No, they don't care. These liberal churches all over this country, Catholic and Baptist alike, they don't care about bringing Christian refugees. No, they want to bring Muslim refugees. And by the way, in their contract with the government, they cannot share the gospel with them because now they're part of the, of the system to bring be, be Muslim to America. You cannot uh, uh, teach them about uh, Christianity or teach them about uh, any truth because you, you cross the line if you do that. Double jeopardy. Anyway, so here we go. Quran chapter 3, verse 28. This is time now for education. My dear brothers and my dear sisters, listen to the word of Allah. This is not Yusama's opinion. I care less about people's opinion when they tell me about Islam. I said, you have a verse from the Quran? Share it. Not be quiet. Because you make me look bad. Because you make me part of you. And oh, here we go, the racist. Here we go, the Islamophobe. Here we go, the hate mongers, the Christians. Because you're talking without using knowledge. Here's the knowledge. Believers, Quran 3.28, do not take the infidels for friends rather than the believers. And whoever does this, so he has nothing to do with Allah. That's a very clear verse. Muslims, not to take me as an infidel for friends. And somebody say, well, how do you know Christians are infidels? I mean, we got Muslims come spoke in our church and they told us the word infidels does not exist in the Quran. And Christians and Jews and Muslims worship the same God, the three branches of the Abrahamic tree and blah, 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 this hogwash. We can talk about for hours, but don't have time for that. I said, yes, Quran 572, Allah said, infidel indeed are those who said, Surely Allah is the Christ, son of Mary. Do you, as a Christian, believe that Jesus Christ, son of Virgin Mary, is God Almighty who came in the flesh? Yes, you're an infidel indeed. The following verse, 573. Infidel indeed are those who said, surely Allah is a third of three. Do you, as a Christian, believe in a Father, Son, Holy Ghost? Yes, then you are an infidel indeed, because that's what Allah said in the Quran. 573. So now let's go back to Quran 3.28. Believers do not take the Christians for friends. Wait a minute. The Quran did not say the Christians. The Quran said the infidels. We know. If A equals B and B equals C, then A is equal C. We shared with you, there's plenty of verses in the Quran that Christians are infidels. And infidels here are Muslim are ordered by Allah not to take infidels for friends, which means don't take Christian for friends. End of story. But then here is the exception because Muslims know how to read the rest of the verse. He said, What? Believers do not take infidels for friends rather than believers. And whoever does this, he so he has nothing to do with Allah except, as I always tell all the people I talk to, when you read in the Quran, the word except or the word unless or the word is. Or the word when, or the when, uh, but you, you have to stop, put a circle about what's coming up as that, except that you should guard yourself from them cautiously. So a Muslim man in America can take you and me for friends. Why? Not because they love us. No, 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 no. Because they're protecting themselves from us. Trust me. If the Muslims in America tell us the truth about why they're here and what is their plan for the future, as we have already seen that, in document in the court case of the Holy Land Foundation trial in Texas, where we know for sure the blueprint of what Muslims will be doing in America. And that was 30 years ago. And they're still practicing it. And nobody stopped them. Bush did not do anything about it. Clinton did not do anything about it before Bush. And Obama, of course, will try to hide this information. But guess what? We got all this information in our computers. And uh, of course, Mr. Trump, they abused him for four years. That is the first president in this country who has ever been abused for four years, two impeachment and everything. If they can have a rope around his neck, trust me, they would have done it inside the White House. But anyway, here's the exception. Muslims can take us for friends to protect themselves. Let me give you what, the, what that means in the words of the great Muslim scholar, Al-Jalalain. He said, if you are afraid of them, who, the infidels, you can take them as friends with your tongue, not with your heart. 
وهذا قبل عزة الإسلام and that is before the might of Islam before Muslim are strong ويجرى في من هو في بلد ليس قويا فيها and this can be practiced by any Muslim who live in a country he's not strong in it oh maybe Muslim at USA that's exactly what we have so they are taking us as friends to protect themselves because if they told us the truth, we're here because we hate you, we're here to take over your country, we're here to force Sharia, Islamic law against your children, great children, and we're gonna destroy this country from within as they have wrote it in their own handwriting in that document, which obviously was discovered in the Holy Land Foundation trial. They said, we will demolish this land by the hand of the infidels and by the hand of the Muslim believers. That is a, that is sabotage its miserable house. These are the words they put in their document, but that's okay. Now, so these Muslims in America are friendly and nice. These are some of our neighbors, some of the imams, actually all of the imams in America are, are peaceful. All the imams in America are friendly. I mean, I'm shocked. Where are the radical if the Muslim imams in America are not radical? Who are the radicals in America? We have nobody here? Yes, we don't have anybody. Brother, every Muslim imam knows exactly what I'm sharing with you since they were little baby. They actually learned that as they were taking the bottle of milk in the same time. So there's not one Muslim in America, Imam, who does not know what I'm talking about. There's not one Muslim Imam in America who's not a jihadi terrorist for the near future. Why they're doing this loving, peaceful relationship with us, first of all, to protect themselves, because otherwise they will be kicked out of America. Second of all, because they know the word of Allah, Quran 47, 35, which I mentioned earlier, when Allah said, so do not be weak and do not call for peace when you have the upper hand. Do Muslims have the upper hand in America right now? No, they're weak. And when they have the upper hand, when, by the way, in his interpretation, Ibn Kathir, the Greek Muslim scholar Ibn Kathir said, if you're strong and you have number, a large number of weapons and people, don't stop fighting the infidels. But if the infidels have strength, a large number of weapons and people, you can have this uh, what you call temporary peace, as Muhammad did with the infidels of Christ for 10 years, which, which, by the way, it did not last 10 years because three years later, Muhammad had 10,000 soldiers. He traveled back from Medina to Mecca, and that's when he killed and gets rid of every Jew and every Christian and every other worshiper. So the problem we have in America is American people do not know that Muslims are Muslims. We think that they're Americans. No, they're not Americans. You cannot be a Muslim and American or American Muslim because that's an oxymoron statement. Can you be a Christian uh, Muslim? No, some Christians believe in that. Can you be a Republican Democrat? No. Can you be a rich poor? No. Can you be white, black? No. You have to be a white or a black. No such a thing as white, black. That is the reality about Muslims and Islam. They're here pretending to be nice. And the people always tell me, brother, my neighbor, Dr. Muhammad, my neighbor, sister uh, Fatma, they're wonderful people. They're one. How in the world you paint them all with one brush? They're good Muslim and bad Muslim. I say, no, they are Muslims who are deceived. They know nothing about Islam. Simply, they don't know. As a matter of fact, these are the easiest people to reach out with the gospel of Jesus Christ because all what you know is just teach them the Quran and they leave Islam on their own. Or they are the deceiver Muslims that all the Muslim imams, all those who speak in all over our churches, they are deceivers. They're lying, pretending to make Islam what it's not until they have the upper hand. When they have enough weapon, when they have enough people, you can kiss that peace goodbye. Not because I said so. You that is not Allah. I'm not a, a, a Muhammadan, okay? Allah in the Quran said, do not be weak. Call for peace when you have the upper hand. Amen. Amen. That's a, that's a great overview, Osama. Thank you for that very much. Spencer, we'll go to a, a break now. And when we come back uh, on the other side of this break, we're going to continue this conversation. Um, and I'd really like to introduce the idea of the incompatibility with Sharia and the U.S. Constitution. And then if we have time, Usama, I would like to discuss um, Islamic eschatology, because they do have an eschatology of the end times, and people might be surprised by how similar they are, only with the roles reversed. How's that for a teaser? But we'll get into that when we come back 
after this break. Pornography is a destructive force. It destroys individuals, families, and fuels the out-of-control demand for sex trafficking. 45% of Christian families say porn is a problem in their home, but why aren't churches and public schools talking about this? Fear. People who view porn think they're the only one. It's a lie. Statistically, more people view porn than who do not and struggle in silence. www.lynnfrederick.com. You can find the book I wrote about my own battle with porn and the presentations that I do for churches and public schools. lynnfrederick.com. At the McClario Firm, it all starts with family. We are here to serve you and your family, online or in person. Call today for a free consultation. The McClario Firm, your law firm for life. Are you a parent, mentor, or youth leader searching for meaningful books to engage your middle and high schoolers? Look no further. The books in the Off the Itinerary series by author M. Liz Boyle are receiving outstanding reviews for their compelling plots and strong Christian themes. Avalanche, Chased, and soon-to-be-released Ablaze are available on Amazon and at most bookstores. Check out mlizboyle.com for discussion guides to accompany each book. This is Leighton Howerton, and I've learned a lot from my monthly subscription to the Wisconsin Christian News. It's a national newspaper that's dedicated to encouraging you in your Christian walk, and it's chock plumb full of biblically sound articles and commentaries from some of the best Christian writers and authors in the country that, in my opinion, are more than up to the task of taking on the toughest issues in the midst of all the uncertainties we're facing living in times like these. Wisconsin Christian News is a nationally and internationally distributed newspaper and is a vitally important resource that you don't want to miss out on reading, either in print or through an online subscription. And to get your copy, all you have to do is visit www.wisconsinchristiannews.com. That's www.wisconsinchristiannews.com. And tell my old friend, publisher, and editor, Rob Pugh, sign me up today. Hi, friends. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for staying with us through the break. I've been uh, chatting with Usama Dakdok from the Straight Way of Grace Ministry. I do want to mention, uh, folks, go to uh, Usama's website. Uh, you'll be blessed if you do with the resources available, thestraightway.org, thestraightway.org. And I would especially encourage you to shop the bookstore. Um, Usama has written the generous Quran, an accurate English translation, and I say accurate because, and I don't know if you'll mention this uh, in our in our conversation uh, moving forward, Usama, but a lot of the translations for the Quran uh, in English are simply not accurate. They're not. They're not such a truth. They're sugarcoating the Quran. They're sugarcoating the Hadith. There's sugar, anything written in English by Muslims are, are watered down, and God help us. Yes, amen. So so go to thestraightway.org bookstore. Look at those wonderful resources uh, that Osama has assembled there for you. Uh, exposing the truth about the Quran is, is another good one. The Revelation of Error, the Stories of the Prophets, is a, is a two-volume expose of the Quran and Muslim scholars. Well worth your investment, friends. So encourage you to do that. So, Usama, Sharia law. We're not hearing as much, at least I'm not hearing as much about it uh, lately as I did during Barack Hussein Obama's uh, presidency. It seemed like yeah. it was... It was uh, uh, at the top of conversation among Christians, somehow it's been relegated to the dustbin, it seems. But this is a very important subject, isn't it? Sharia law and the incompatibility of it with the U.S. Constitution. Could you talk about that? Sure. Well, it, it, is, it is a very, uh, actually, that is the tools which the devil, Allah, Satan, would be used to destroy America from within. Believe it or not, we are now practicing more of Sharia, Islamic law, than any uh, man can ever think. I mean, literally, if you had talked to me uh, 15 years ago or 20 years ago, I would have told you, yes, someday in the near future in America, Muslims will be practicing Sharia. 
but I say me when I was gonna say maybe 50 years, but here we go, less than 15, 20 years after 20 years after September 11th, we are paying. Not only we're supporting Taliban by paying the jizya, which they're gonna call it foreign aid, like they always do from the early days of America. We're actually paying the Muslim jihadi all over the world through Sharia, Sharia finance. I'm saying nobody talk about uh, 20 years ago, there was only like 15, 20 uh, different banks and uh, different businesses running Sharia finance. But today, it's in the hundreds. It is almost every business. If you think about who support Black Lives Matter in America, big corporates, big business, millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Why in the world would we support the Black Lives Matter in America, which is a communist, socialist, uh, uh, garbage, we should arrest them from in jail. No, we, sub- we give them the millions. Now, why we support Islam by practicing Sharia, Islamic law? Because American people do not know about it. It's exactly what's happening. You go right now, you buy yourself a case of Coca-Cola, and guess what? Two and a half percent of the profit of that Coca-Cola you're drinking go directly to Sheikh Yusuf al-Qaradawi, the head of the Muslim Brotherhood. A man is wanted by our government to be arrested, to be put in jail, maybe to put to trial and put to death. No, he's collecting millions of dollars out of the American Bureau. Well, this is just Coca-Cola. How about AIG? How about Bank of America? How about, and I can name lots of insurances and lots of businesses who are practicing uh, uh, Century 21, lots of businesses practicing Sharia finance. It's a long story. It will take me literally another hour by itself to talk about Sharia finance. But what is Sharia? Sharia is the secret law of Islam. It is used uh, to refer both to Islamic system of law and the totality of the Islamic way of life. Sharia covers all aspects of Muslim man and woman life. As a matter of fact, Sharia started when a man make love to his wife for the purpose of having a baby. So before a man make love to his wife, he has to lift up special prayers that may Allah bless the seed which will come and will produce a baby and, and on. Now, Sharia also go all the way that after the burial, when that derby baby grow up and die of old age or whatever, and they bury him in the dirt facing Mecca, we don't, by the way, in Islam, bury Muslims in water, and you don't have to bury them in the second day like Obama did to uh, cover up the mystery of killing bin Laden. I don't believe we killed bin Laden. There's so much garbage and lies been taught to us and I don't have time to cover it right now. But so when a Muslim man dies, they must put him in dirt, facing Mecca, and after they cover him with dirt, they don't put him in a box like we do in America. And by the way, Muslims in America, they will practice that, like it or not. They will bury the dead into the dirt. Not next to the Christian because they don't believe in burying good Muslim believer next to an infidel. So they have their own cemetery and they will do it anyway. So after they bury the dead person they have another prayer and believe it or not between the first prayer that when a man offered to allah before he make love to his wife and the last prayer when that muslim dies everything about muslim life is covered with sharia it is complete life and system where sharia come from it come from two books the book of the quran which you already advertised my generous quran is a governor where some people can get it and by the way, all my books are available as e-books as well. And my new book is going to be available actually in five days, volume two of Jihad on Holy War and Islam. So the Quran, Allah's word, and the other book is called the Hadith, which is the saying of Muhammad. When you read the Quran, when you read the saying of Muhammad, you see Allah and Muhammad said, do this and don't do that. All the do's and don'ts, these are the laws which Muslims live by. Now, some people say, well, I am a Muslim moderate, moderator, you know, moderate. I'm, I, I'm, a, uh, uh, I'm not a radical, I'm a Muslim, I'm a good loving Muslim, I'm a moderate Muslim. No, there is no moderate Islam to have moderate Muslims. And these people say, we are reformers. What do you mean you're reformers? We're fixing Islam. No, you can't. Why? Listen carefully. Sharia cannot be improved, reformed, or changed because it is based on the Quran and the Sunnah, which is how Muhammad lived his life, which Muslims believe is perfect, eternal, universal, and complete. How you cannot change something perfect? You make it unperfect? 
something eternal. He cannot play with it. He cannot touch it. It is universal. It fits with Muslims who live anywhere around the world, and it's complete. You cannot add anything to it. So that is the truth about Sharia. And most American people, sadly, do not know anything about Sharia and democracy. Can we, I said earlier, that you cannot bring democracy to the Muslim world. Not in Iraq, not in Afghanistan, not in Egypt. Why? Because any system, listen, here's what Sharia teach. By the way, you can read more about that in the Reliance of the Traveler book. The book, 1,200 pages, both for us in American English, and so far nobody have read it, okay? The Reliance of the Traveler, that's the book of Sharia for the Muslims who are here in America and around the world. They said any system of man-made law is considered illicit under Islamic law. For whose adherence Allah already has provided the only law permitted, Sharia. Islam and the West, Sharia, Islam and the West style democracy can never coexist in harmony. That is what Muslims believe. Because, I mean, think about it. Sharia said, I must kill you if you believe in Jesus Christ to be God. If you worship Jesus Christ, that's why they bomb churches and kill people on Sunday. Now, how in the world are you going to practice that with the freedom of religion in America? Sharia said, if you leave Islam, you are an apostate, I must kill you. How can you do this? How can you mix freedom of religion with the things about Islam of every law? Sharia, Quran 5.38 says, I have to cut the hand of the thief. Or in America, you don't cut people's hands for stealing. And listen to the details of Sharia. If you steal an egg or a rope or a dinar or a quarter of dinar, these are the different school thoughts, we have to cut your hand. Can you imagine every person steal an egg, something worth 25 cents or maybe 50 cents, we cut his hand or her hand? How You cannot practice the U.S. Constitution and Sharia at the same time. And I believe Slowly, Muslims are taking hold of this country, and slowly they build their case to have Sharia in their courts, and that's something coming to America. We got hundreds and hundreds of courts, Islamic Sharia courts all over Europe right now, in France, in Germany, in, in England, everywhere in, the, in European countries. The Muslims do not go to the, to the British or the French or the German courts. They don't believe in that. They go to their own courts. They have their own system. And that is exactly what's coming to America. And if you don't believe me, think about all the Muslims they bring to America. They always lump them together. They don't want them to assimilate with the rest of the country. So you go to Minnesota, you're going to see cities, St. Cloud, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, you're talking about 15,000, 16,000 Muslims live in St. Cloud. Why? Because St. Cloud will be an Islamic society when the Muslims have enough people and have the strength in the country, which means what? They will not be part of America ever. They're gonna be a city of what we call in Europe, no-go zone. What, what is no-go zone? Well, you, you don't, you don't wanna go there, trust me. You don't wanna take your wife and go there? You don't wanna go there. If you are a policeman, you don't wanna go there. If you are a fire department, somebody, you have to do it, but you can harm yourself. They will lie. They will put a, a trick, they make a trick. They say, we, have, we need a policeman. And two or three policemen go there, and they beat the daylight out of them and they shoot them and kill them. So it's a dangerous place to go. No-go zone is all over Europe, and no-go zone soon is going to be in America. Why? Give the Muslim enough time, they will become stronger, they will have the upper hand, and they will practice Sharia fully in America. Yes, amen. Friends, I'm talking with Usama Dakdak, his ministry, The Straight Way of Grace. You can check out his website, The Straight Way. Org. Here is a, a, an alarming statement, but one that is, is nevertheless true. Allah says that the goal of Islam is to take over the world. Let that sink in, friends. Based on what Usama has already shared, the Quran, Surah 839, states that the goal of Islam is to take over the world. And Muslims believe that human nature, and that means every man, woman, child on the face of the earth must be subject to sharia now that should be red flags for every freedom liberty minded loving american 
that should send shivers down your spine because we understand clearly that that is not what America is based on. That is not what our laws in this nation are based on. That is not found anywhere in the US Constitution. America is meant to maximize freedom, not maximize slavery. And that's what Sharia will do, as you so eloquently put, Usama. There are, there are many things within Sharia that are, are clearly incompatible with America and with our laws and with our culture and with our, our very sure. understanding of who we are in God's eyes. And, and yeah. we don't have to go any further than the way that women are treated, how women are yeah. viewed and uh, how women are, are uh, processed in Sharia courts. Could you speak to that, Usama? Sure, sure. First of all, let me uh, give you just a quick comparison. By the way, the subject of Sharia is a four-hour study. Uh, we're not going to be able to serve it in any way, shape, or form in the next few minutes. But here, Sharia versus Constitution. In Sharia, my dear friends, there is no freedom of religion. In Sharia, there is no freedom of speech. In Sharia, there is no freedom of thought. In Sharia, there is no freedom of artistic expression. In Sharia, there is no freedom of press. In Sharia, there is, uh, there is no equality of people. As a matter of fact, a, a non-Muslim, an infidel, is never equal to a Muslim. Worse than that, there is no equal protection for different classes of people. Justice in Islam is dualistic. I'm talking about Muslim and Muslim now. Forget about American infidels. Like we, we will be dead on the Sharia for sure. But listen to this. Justice is dualistic with one set of laws for Muslim males and different sets of laws for women and other infidels, of course, as I said earlier. There is no equal rights for women. My friends, you, you understand, when we talk about retaliation or revenge, it is so ugly, it is so evil, it is so, it's a savage. Islam is a savage cult. I know a lot of you think, oh, the religion of Islam, the religion of Islam. It is not a religion. There are plenty of religion out there, and they are okay. They are wrong, but they're okay because they just, you follow these religions, and you die, and you go to hell because you miss the mark. You miss Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. But Islam is a unique cult because that is a cult which built to annihilate everybody else. Muhammad taught them that. I have been commanded by Allah to engage in war with people until they testify to the fact that there is no God except Allah and I am his messenger. You have to say the shahada to live. Otherwise, Muslims have to kill you. But listen to the retaliation Islam. It's a very unique verse because from that one verse, I assure you, that Islam is a savage cult. For Muslims, treatment of other Muslims. Quran 2.178. Quran 2.178 says, Oh, you have believed, retaliation is decreed on you for the murder. The free man for the free, and the slave for the slave, and the female for the female. I mean, when you read a verse like that, if you don't understand what the verse is talking about, you miss the whole thing. I'm talking about the retaliation. We call this in our Egypt Tar, where I grew up. That means is this. Let me give you a good example so you can get the point. In Islam, if I am a free man and I killed one of Mr. Smith's slaves, Mr. Smith have no right to retaliate by killing me because I'm a free man. He will pick up one of my innocent slaves and kill him. Now, if one of my slaves killed Mr. Smith and he's a free man, the family of Mr. Smith will not kill my slaves, and they kill me, the owner of the slave, because a free man for a free man. Now, if I kill Mr. Smith's wife, they have no right to kill me, but the family of Mr. Smith and Mr. Smith himself have the right to kill my innocent wife. That is retaliation Islam. You think all these Muslims coming to America through our open border, or those who are, we're bringing them in the thousands, and they only say maybe 10% of them. So if you got 100,000 Muslims coming from Afghanistan, 10% of them are be Taliban, 10% uh, of 100,000, that's 10,000, ladies and gentlemen. And if we got 2 million, that's 200,000. These are Muslims who are coming to America 
for one purpose and one purpose only. It is to retaliate. We killed thousands and thousands of Muslims in Afghanistan for 20 years. I know that the liberals, the Democrats, are trying to convince you that Taliban is a country now. Taliban is a, is a they're, they're becoming our ally. Why? Because we're going to give them money. That's how stupid we become in this country. That's how ridiculous we are. These Muslims come into America, and the day will come, and they will do the greatest jihad. I call it the greatest jihad because it is the final jihad. That is when you kiss America goodbye. No kidding. That is when you kiss. If you think September 11 is bad, September 11 will be like a drop of water in a big bucket. Get a barrel of 50 gallon and drop one drop in it. The number of Muslims who are going to be protecting a Brexit jihad in the near future of America, it's not going to be 19. It's not going to be 1,900. It's not going to be 19,000. It's, I'm guaranteeing you, maybe 19 million. And when that day comes, you can kiss America goodbye in five minutes. They can burn this country from California to New York, from Seattle to Florida. The entire country can be burned to the ground twice in five minutes. And there is not enough fire department to stop this fire from burning America. They will do it gladly for Allah, as they will use this matching gas, much cheaper weapon to destroy America in five minutes. So we pray that America will wake up and love the Muslim people right. I know, brother, and I hate to talk about Islam because when you hear my talk, you hear my tone, you hear my uh, passion, you say, well, that guy hates the Muslim. No, we love the Muslim people. Jesus died on the cross for the Muslim people as much as he died on the cross for my sins and your sins. But let's love them right. We don't love Muslim people, just bring them to America to give them America so they can destroy us. No, love them, as the scripture said, for who they are. Yeah. They are our enemies. You don't sugarcoat an enemy to love him. No, Jesus does not say, let's pretend they're not our enemy and love them. No, Jesus say, love your enemies. So I'm going to love the Muslim people simply because they're enemies or because they're my neighbors. And if I'm going to love them as my neighbors, I have to love them, as the scripture said, as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Are you a born-again Christian? You need to lead the Muslims to Christ. You love them as you ought to love them. Not to sugarcoat them, not to make them what they are not, or love them for hell. I always say that, and we will get it, praise God. When you love a Muslim without sharing the truth of the gospel with them, and they die in America, near your house, they're your neighbor. When they die, they close their eyes here, and their eyes is burning in hell forever. Their soul will be burned in hell forever and ever with Muhammad and the rest of the non-believers of Jesus Christ. Some of them are going to be Baptist. Some of them are going to be Catholic. Some of them are going to be Presbyterian because a name of a church will not save you. Only Jesus Christ will save you. Membership of the church does not make you a Christian, but be born again Christian. That's what makes you a Christian. So I hope and I pray people do not misunderstand what I'm saying here. They said Islam is savage. Islam is this. Islam is that. Oh, Islam wants us to hate the Muslim. No, that is the last thing I want you to do because they're already victims of Islam. We're not going to victimize them again by us, especially those who call themselves a Christian. Let's love the Muslim people right by leading to Christ and get their souls saved through the blood of Jesus. Jesus already paid for their sins. How they can believe unless somebody share with them. That's why in our ministry we did this small green booklet. It would take you literally 24 pages. It would take you, uh, what, 30 minutes to read it. And if you can share it with the Muslim, it's called the straight way to eternal life. The straight way to eternal life. They're available on our website. They're available on Amazon. People can get them, study them, and use them to minister to lost people, Muslims or not, but especially Muslims, because these were written for Muslims. Amen, brother. And you, you spoke right to the to the last question I was going to ask. I, I I believe there are some that have joined us today. They've they've heard your testimony, your your uh, experience, uh, your expertise uh, concerning uh, Islam, concerning Muslim people, and perhaps they have a a coworker, a family member who's married into their family that is that is Muslim, and they want desperately to be able to share Christ with them. So would you would you state that resource that you just mentioned, the little green book, state that resource, and then anything that you would recommend as far as an approach to sharing Christ with a Muslim Amen. neighbor? Amen. Well, I, I, once again, I believe the problem we have in America is that the church 
uh, are not equipped to minister to Muslim people because we do not know so much about Islam. Uh, the Great Commission Jesus ordered us. This is not a, a suggestion or a, it's a command. It's an order. Go to the end of the world and make disciples. Sadly, we choose not to. And when we send some missionary overseas, uh, we send some tourists, not missionaries, because even our missionaries who travel in the Muslim world for years and years are not equipped to minister to Muslims. I know that to be a fact. But, uh, but thank God for those who know. And thank God for those who minister and led Muslims to Christ. Uh, but uh, it, it is very important to know about Islam so we can reach out to the lost Muslim with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So uh, we got some sources in our website. People can go to thestraightway.org, thestraightway.org, and get some books. At least, at least, if you're not interested to read anything, watch videos. Go to YouTube. Google you, Summit Dak Doc. Go to my YouTube videos and watch. I mean, listen to my radio broadcast. We record for VCY almost 1,600 radio broadcasts. They're available there. These are seven, 750 hours worth of teaching. If you go to our website, download MP3. You can save them on your phone. And when you go for a walk, you go for a run, you listen to them in your ear. And you download one series at a time and listen to it. So the, the material is available. There is no excuse. Jesus orders to go to Saudi Arabia, and we choose not to go to Saudi Arabia because of many reasons, dangerous or whatever. But guess what? We have no excuse now because the Muslims are here. They are in our community. You see them in Walmart. You see them at a gas station. You see them in Home Depot, Manors. When you see a Muslim, what do you do? You, I don't know. Educate yourself. Get some of these green booklets, which is called The Straight Way to Eternal Life. The Straight Way to Eternal Life. When you read it, just read it and study it. Use it yourself. Just quote these verses. Start talking to the Muslim people. And also we got the red booklet, which is the truth, the violent truth of Islam, which is literally show you Islam in, in and out. 24 pages, plenty of verses, and saying from uh, Muhammad teaching to show you how violent and how savage Islam is. The more we know, the better we equip. They are here. We don't have to go to Somalia. The Somali is here. We don't have to go to Egypt, the Egyptian here. Let us love them for Jesus' sake. Let's share the gospel with them. Let's lead them to Christ. Because if we don't, guess what? They are going to die and go to hell. But before they do that, they're going to lead few hundreds of thousands of Americans Islam. So not only is they going to die to go to hell, but they will take Americans with them. My friends, while the Muslim world are leaving Islam in Iran, in Afghanistan, in Pakistan, in Egypt, we're talking about millions of Muslims are leaving Islam. While this is happening, Americans becoming Muslims. And not any Americans. You can go online and watch videos of those who call Christian ministers, Catholic priests, and Baptist minister, I debated both of them, who changed their name to Muhammad and become Muslim imams. There are Muslims are so uh, working so hard. They're great deceivers. They're leading American Islam while we are doing nothing about it because simply we do not know. So let us study. Let's equip ourselves so we can share the gospel with lost people, Muslims or not, especially Muslims. We got plenty of material to help you to do that. Yes, amen. And there is, friends, I just want to just want to make sure that you're aware of this. There is a um a way to contact uh, Usama if you have uh, uh questions, if you want to bring Usama to your church perhaps. I think that would be a wonderful thing for you to consider uh bring him to your church to to teach uh well, you can go to the website. It's it's full of information um, that would benefit the local body that you belong to. Perhaps even you would you would uh, uh, partner with other churches in your community that are interested in this same subject. How can we reach Muslims with the gospel of Jesus Christ? I would encourage you to go to the website. Thank you, Spencer, for putting that up, showing people how they can contact. Uh, Usama, how they can take advantage of all of the resources available, books, videos, uh, information on the website that you can uh, download there, and then schedule him to come and speak uh, in your community. Sure. Usama. Next Sunday, Lord is willing, brother, I'm going to be in Wild Rose. Next Sunday, I'll be speaking in Wild Rose. We have three sessions, uh, 8, and 9.30, and 
12, 30, 1 o'clock, something like that. If uh, people are interested, uh, the Waldo is a small community, and it is a uh, uh, church there. I can't remember the name of the church. Anyway, it's, it's only a couple of churches. That just If you go to the BB gas station, they will lead you to where I'm speaking next Sunday. It's just behind the BB gas station. And the owner of the gas station is the one who invited me to go speak. Uh, anyway, so uh, thank you so much for uh, allowing me to spend this hour with you. And uh, God bless you. I really appreciate that. Do you have any other questions before we go, brother? Yep. No, it was a blessing. I appreciate it so much. Uh, are there any questions from those in the in the huddle before Usama signs off? If not, then uh, then we will bid you blessings and favor in the Lord Jesus Christ, brother. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. God bless, brother. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. God bless Bye-bye. you. Thank you, friends, for joining us for this edition of the Wisconsin Christian News. Remember, WCNTV.net, WCNTV.net is where you can find this. Also on the WCNTV YouTube channel. Thank you to Rob Pugh again for honoring me and allowing me to co-host with him. We will see you next week right here on WCNTV. God bless you guys.